0: Hi, welcome to Tight to Camera Action, the podcast where we put comic book movies in inside of us and then and then discuss them in front of a microphone. And the comic book movie this week is Constantine, picked by Owen. By yep. the way, with me is Stephanie Kachias. hello, and Owen Vandenberg, hello, and I'm Carl Shaw. Constantine,
1: Constantine,
2: Owen, Constantine,
1: Constantine from 2010,
2: five, five. Yeah, so um, I picked this one, and I find this movie to be a really strange beast. I think this is one of the things where, as an adaptation of the source material, if you're judging it by how faithful it is, it's a really bad adaptation. But I think it's somehow still made a really entertaining movie, mm. and I really liked it, and And yet I don't think it's a good adaptation of Hellblazer at all. Like, It doesn't feel like it's the same character, it doesn't feel like it's the same world, but it somehow works out to be a good move. So I thought it'd be fun to discuss. Mr. Constantine, I'd like to ask you a few questions. I know the circles you travel in.
1: The occult, exorcisms.
2: Easy there, hero. That's dragon's breath. I thought you couldn't get it anymore. Oh, i a liar. I know a guy who knows a guy. I thought that you could at least point me in the right direction. Yeah, okay, sure. Please. What if I told you that God and the Devil made a wager for the souls of all mankind? No direct contact with humans. That would be the rule. Just influence. See who would win.
1: Demons stay in Hell. Angels in Heaven. They call it the balance. I need to see what you see.
2: You do this, there's no turning back.
1: You see them. They see you. Understand?
0: So just to put you in in the the right headspace for this movie, uh, in case you haven't seen it, the plot keywords are hell, demon, twin, suicide, twin sister, good deed, lighting someone's cigarette. (laughs) There well, were a few cigarette ones.
1: Lighting someone's cigarette. Well, there
0: was also lighting
2: your own cigarette. Both of those are good deeds. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine.
1: Checked out. So, uh, so yeah, it's, um, it was directed by Francis Lawrence, who um, before this movie had only done a bunch of plot keywords. Very well known as a, as a film, direct, film clip director. And he also directed the film clip for Bad Romance by... Uh, by Lady Gaga, one of my personal favourites. And uh, after this, this, but this was his first big feature film. But he then he then did I Am Legend, and then he did like the uh, Hunger Games, the um, Catching Fire, and Mockingjay Part One and Two. Mm. So he's he's now sort of hit the big leagues because those movies were big hits. So uh, this movie wasn't such a big hit at the time; it sort of flopped. Did it I mean, it, 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 I mean, I
2: feel like it got a lot of like nods. I feel like a lot of people were like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." Like, yeah. I, I think the general critical response, at least from maybe from more the comic book community, was was just kind of, "Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Good job. Mm. Good on you, Frankie Laurie. Larry. Yeah, Frankie Larry. That's his name. Francis Lawrence.
1: Oh, okay. So its budget was uh, what, is that a million? Ten, one hundred million? Hundred yeah. million. Hundred million. Right. That's that's a lot. And then, but it's it made opening weekend so it's gross net in the usa was 76 75 um million so it didn't quite make yeah, it Yeah, that's, that's a bit bad that's yeah. just
2: domestic though but yeah you're right like not a huge success
1: yeah weekend yeah doesn't look good no Anyway, uh, so, yeah, it, I mean, it didn't. It wasn't a complete flop. It wasn't like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, another yeah. Alan Moore film we recently talked about, which mm. was a complete and utter disaster. Mm. This wasn't a complete and utter disaster. But it certainly wasn't. I think the, they wanted to kick off a franchise with it, I guess, and it didn't really mm. take off that way. Although it feels
0: like a self-contained movie. Like, when you watch LXG they so clearly wanted it to be like a new sort of team movie. And they you could tell, I mean, I'm not sure if X-Men was out at that stage. But it was. It, yeah, it, they wanted it to be like an X-Men style team where, yeah. you know, maybe they recruit new people each movie and fight new sort of yeah. villains. And whereas Constantine feels quite like uh, there's no real direct sequel hook. Yeah, uh, It's quite self-contained. There's no kind of hints to a larger threat. Like you get in a lot of these movies where they say, well, you've defeated the bad guy, but the real bad guy was like, like pulling the strings of that bad
1: guy no you meet the real bad guy yeah you meet,
0: the, you meet the big bad guy and that's i think part of what makes it so satisfying it's just like a self-contained comic book movie which is such a rare beast
1: these days yeah i guess so i mean but i, I still think they they obviously would have liked it to do oh better. yeah, I mean, and, yeah sure. and i think they could they would have probably franchised it if it had done better like they would with everything so um why did you pick constantine
2: well, I'm a big fan of the character as far as the comic books go, and he often gets credited as an Alan Moore character. and He was created, he did first show up in Swamp Thing, mm. uh, which was uh, written by Alan Moore. And I believe, who was the other? Is it Jamie Bissett? Oh, no, sorry. Didn't look it up properly, sorry. Um, the thing is the first writer of the hellblazer series was not alan moore like alan moore sort of instigated the character but i think a lot of credit needs to go to mm-hmm. jamie delano who was the first writer of the Hellbla- hellblazer series as well and it is a it, it's part of dc's vertigo line which is the kind of more darker. yeah darker mm-hmm. more adult comics you know you could swear and you could deal with more full-on kind of things um and i th- i the character himself is really fascinating. Like he's meant to be English. He's meant to be. Yeah. He's, he has a particular look which they don't translate to the films. But I'm kind of glad they didn't because if you cast Keanu Reeves and then dye his hair blonde and try and make him do a Cockney accent, it would have been so awful. So if you have to have Keanu in it, then yeah, you may as well. Just oh, make we, him we know Keanu
1: can't quite do his accents. We've well, we heard all, we we've all heard seen Dracula by uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Jonathan. What
0: is it? It is a man himself. There, look, he's grown young. Doctor, you must understand. I doubted everything, even my mind. I was impotent with fear. I know. but sir. I know where the bastard sleeps. I brought him there to Carfax Abbey. No, No, wait! No, let them go! Let them go! Our work is finished here.
2: Hers has just begun. Stephen Arbissett was the other creator of the character.
1: Right,
0: right. But did Stephen Arbissett meet Constantine? Because Alan Moore did. Oh, really? Yeah. This uh, I did not know. There's a a quote from 1993. Uh, He said, One day I was in Westminster in London, uh, and I was sitting in a sandwich bar. All of a sudden up the stairs came John Constantine. He was wearing the trench coat, a shortcut, he looked, no, he didn't even look exactly like Stent. He looked exactly like John Constantine. He looked at me, stared me straight in the eyes, smiled, nodded almost conspiratorially, and then just walked off to the, around the corner to the other part of the snack bar. Uh, okay. And then he, he met him again, subsequently. Uh, this one went a bit differently. He said, Moore um, said, years later in another place, he steps out of the dark and speaks to me. He whispers, I'll tell you the secret. I'll tell you the ultimate secret of magic. Any cunt could do it. And then that was that, how that meeting went. Yeah. So Alan, Alan Moore's met him
1: twice, some say so three times. What do you mean, meet him? Like, he's, like he's some rando. He Alan, no, no, Alan, Alan, Moore. Alan
0: Moore believes that fictional characters are real, in a way. What? In another realm that you can
2: access. So Alan Moore met some cosplayers, is what you're telling me. Well, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows what really happened? I mean, there oh, happened sorry. to be a convention around the corner from that sandwich so, shop. So, is this
1: <laughs> before he created him? As in, no, like, no,
2: After. Oh.
0: So he's saying by creating him he has kind of brought him to life and then he's interacted with him on the, on the spiritual we, we mentioned last episodes Alan Moore's kind of into magic I don't claim to understand exactly what his belief system is I can't really be bothered to be honest but you know he's claimed to have met the guy what so the fuck? We said last episode he worships a lizard.
1: Like, is he really? Uh, is he a lizard guy? I mean, for real? Not or a reptilian guy. Like, oh, he worships some kind of lizard. He's not DSA. a. He's not an no. Ike guy. No, no. Uh, slightly oh. different. Shout out to Ike. <laughs> Love you, mate. Um, so sorry, continue. You love him, he's different.
2: Oh, it's just a, like it's a good good character, um, in terms of he just walks around fucking up the devil's plans yeah. all the time. He's a he's yeah, he's a magician, but in the sense of he deals with magic, he's not a stage magician. Yeah. He just deals with magic, he smokes all the time, he's just always manipulating people. They're good comics, like I think they're really worth reading. Read like the original Hellblazer run, it's really mm-hmm. entertaining. Um and yeah, I don't know, I just thought this movie doesn't do a good job of adapting it but is somehow still entertaining and I do I do find that fun there's something really fun about this movie
1: yeah it it, I really enjoyed like the way it deals with heaven and hell and religious imagery and religion in general and how it it kind of it treats religion like a myth (laughs) um Uh, you know just like Thor treats you know North mythology like a myth or whatever it is like I liked that a lot and I liked that it kind of made real Mm. these sorts of um, characters that we hear like Mammon and Gabriel and and, yeah Balthazar or whatever is it Balthazar Yeah. yeah and just sort of these yeah these characters that we hear of as from from the bible basically but making them like Real, it kind yeah, it was cool. I, I liked that about it.
0: Yeah, it felt it definitely felt like a lived-in world. Like yeah. I loved the because it was it was very clearly drawing on this idea of like the PI and yeah. the sort of single PI who's very grizzled and jaded, and yeah. drinks a lot, and instead of investigating like government corruption, is like investigating like demons on Earth, and it just yeah, it felt like a very fully fleshed out world and I, I like the terminology they use like they talk about detente and they talk about like deporting demons back to hell and there's this whole kind of political lingo to it that just made all of these supernatural things seem so workaday it also yeah.
1: it, it so it came out in the same year as hellboy and they were going to call it hellblazer but because of mm-hmm. the you know similarities in plot and and obviously they're both comic book movies, and the and the similarity in the name, they changed mm. it to Constantine, but it was originally going to be called Hellblazer. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's it's. There's another movie that I'm struggling to think of at the moment. But I'm hoping it'll come to me that also has this sort of heaven and hell exorcism type thing. Is it the one where there's one called like the Angels are? Uh, where um, is it?
0: City of Angels with Nicholas. No, Page? no. There's um, a Russian one called Day Watch and Night Watch, Oh yeah, which is Nightwatch, Basically yeah. the same thing. It's yeah. like they're they're the policing, like the Day Watch police is like demons coming in and interfering with Earth, and the Night Watch police is like or the bit other of a way around. Early
1: night, early two thousands thing. No, 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 I'm thinking of one um, with Paul Bettany. I'll do a bit of search, and he he plays an, an angel, uh, the angel Gabriel, or the or the angel something, and he comes to. They're called Legion. Yes 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 we're also sort of similar sort of Mm. i don't know world and kind of ideas there like that it's kind of like
0: good omens as well like the the idea of treating heaven and hell politically and sort of demons and angels as being like colleagues from different companies Mm. is it's kind of been used before but it's done very well here Yeah, yeah it's a good enough concept
2: I like that they drop you in and there's no yeah. origin story they're yeah, just yeah. like this is what it, which is exactly how the Hellboy the comics work as well it's just that John Constantine has been doing this for decades
1: if anything I felt like they did that a little bit too much like I could really? have actually had a little bit more exposition I mean no, we I got there yeah I loved
0: it too I don't know I exposition did, would have killed it for me I,
1: I, I'm not saying I agree with you don't make an origin story and I did like that it was that it did assume a lot and that I definitely yeah it felt like a lived in world that I was dropped in but there were times where I felt very dropped in it
2: so we open with uh i mean the very first bit is a little little bit of caption about the spear of destiny which is the spear that um that hit christ side during the crucifixion it's yes yes yeah. and
1: it's actually the same it's also in hellboy
2: yeah that is also in hellboy yeah, yeah. It's actually, the same, it's the same prop it's the same prop yeah. yeah it's not a big plot point in hellboy it's kind of just a look yeah. we've got we've in got some drawer. stuff yeah um but I,
0: yeah the, the spear of destiny is a big thing in this and it's like this super weapon no one who holds it can be defeated and <laughs> it's 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 not like Constantine is the only offender with this because it pops up in a lot of these sorts of books. But it, it always makes me think of God as like Q from James Bond. who's just like up in heaven making all of these like gadgets and gizmos and then like selling them down to earth. Like yeah. I imagine like...
2: Now pay attention, lot. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. like,
0: did, did he like, when Christ was crucified and some soldier like speared him on the cross, was God like... I got plans for that spear. Yeah. I got a plan. I'm gonna make something cool out of that. Or was it like beforehand did God come down in like a burning bush or whatever and is dealing with Romans and it's like an ordinary spear? Or is it? I and mean, then he's like selling them all these gizmos yeah, and it turns out yeah. to be like I guess
1: it's sort of just part fire. of part of the wider mythology that we hmm. mentioned, like that this idea that that the Bible is almost like a comic book. Yeah. Like hmm. that, that these are characters and these objects are like Things with their own mythology around them, on It kind of fits with
2: them. the kind of magic element that, that the spear is essentially essentially just infused with the blood of a god made manifest. Yeah. So I buy, at least in terms of the world of the movie, yeah. I buy that it's that it gives you those powers because it's it's just like a living relic of you know of of Christ. Yeah. that mm. makes sense enough to me to, to for that to to go forward mm. with. At least to make sense within the world of the movie, mm. and then we go to uh, an exorcism scene. We go yeah. straight into an exorcism scene with um, Shia LaBeouf waiting in a taxi outside. Shia LaBeouf
1: <laughs> is in this movie. Yep. He's not in it as much as I thought he'd be because, no, again, when I'd he's seen not. the uh, the end, yeah. he's quite big in the last few scenes, so I thought he was in it the whole time. But yeah. actually, he's really only in the pre- it. Still in it, pre Transformers.
2: Yeah. yeah. So this is
1: like post. Post holes. This is kind mm. of when he was still good. Yeah. Like, this is when he was a young actor um, and, like, doing... a bit of a
2: baby face. A you know. baby
1: face and quite... An, like, his whole shtick is that he's, like, this little s- w- smart aleck. Little yeah, he's got this
2: rat-a-tat-tat
0: kind yeah, of like, hey, manic... like, come on, John. Yeah, it's just kind of, like, pestering sidekick. I think that... You're going to go kill some demons, John? Yeah.
1: Huh?
0: <laughs> that, that really uh, is one of the big blows against the movie to me. Because, yeah. I mean, you can see why he's there, because that's your exposition dump like when he's like oh john did you find a demon and he's like yes i found a soldier demon and i pulled it out of the boy or uh, pulled out of the girl or whatever like he's there to have dialogue so that john's got someone to talk to yeah so it's not just keanu reeves like looking blankly into space but still it's kind of for me in a normal movie like yeah i'll take the fast talking sidekick but to me it it really detracted from that whole kind of pi
1: vibe yeah
0: Constantine really should be working alone. He really shouldn't Is be he, palling
1: around with Is he? a character in or... the comics?
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. and he's a cab driver as well. Right. But um.
1: But yeah,
0: Constantine shouldn't have a sidekick. At least in this movie, like it just doesn't really fit. For no. Him.
1: No. But anyway, so he um. So yeah, there's an exorcism scene. John's call to to yeah. to evict this yeah this soldier demon apparently, and that was a really cool scene. It was cool. <laughs> I
2: don't love the look of the CGI demons, but part of that's just. You know, 2005 CGI. It's yeah. very heavy on the CGI. Yeah. I, so I also didn't love the zombies in I Am Legend for the same reasons. I feel mm. like Francis Lawrence kind of leans a little too heavily on the CGI. But the idea of putting it into the mirror and then just chucking a mirror out the window and then just smashes it, right. I really love that. Yeah. Kind of, that was a really cool visual. Um, so this, yeah, I think it's a pretty solid exorcism sequence. And, just, right and even yeah. just like
1: the don't look at the demon and then the guy who does like gets the gets the white hair and the, the yeah. idea that the demons can be seen in like reflections. Like all that sort of stuff is really cool. Yeah, yeah and
0: the whole idea that Constantine approaches these exorcisms like, you know, an exterminator or something. Yeah. It's just another yeah. day at the office and he's just like, yeah, get a mirror, get a rope. And yeah. it's like sort of does it and dust it. his it's a very kind of like blue collar approach. It's, it's yeah. kinda of like almost a Ghostbusters kind of thing. Where it's yeah. just like he's just a he's just a Joe and he's just like there's there's no kind of reverence and there's no kind of like there was there was not much even like Tension and fear in that exorcism scene. He was just, like, doing a job and getting rid of a demon. Yeah. The ir-
1: the irreverence of that ju- that Constantine has towards God and the devil mm. throughout the whole movie is very good. Like, yeah. if yeah. he'd been, like... If he'd been devoutly Christian and trying... And, like, yeah. it, there's a scene in, in the beginning where he has with Gabriel, played by T- Tilda Swinton, where she's like, you're not... You don't believe. You know. Yeah. Like, and there's a difference. Like, you're not a believer. You just happen to know that this is you're the You're in truth. this world. Yeah. And, yeah. and well, so you're not... You know, like you, you, everything, you're not holy. Like, nothing you do is actually good or trying to be pious. Like, and then that, that fits throughout the whole thing. It's yeah, yeah, it's, it's and very that's ch-
2: something where that nails the tone of the character. Perfectly, yeah. Like that. that's something where the adaptation really did get. That's why it, it feels, still feels like Constantine, even though they've changed so many yeah. other things because it's that, that is it's t- that kind of worker working class attitude to it where it's just like, fine, whatever. Yeah. And like when he get, first gets into the exorcism, exorcism room and he's holding up the different charms in the sunlight to mm-hmm. see which one it reacts to. Yeah. And they don't explain any of that, but you assume it's like, Oh, various demons probably have different classes yeah. of things. And this is the one, I, this is the tool I need for the job. And then it's yeah. just all another day at the office. Yeah. That's great. Right. That's exactly what Constantine it, should yeah. be like.
0: If this was a PI movie, then Gabriel would be, like, the chief of police and God would just be the mayor. It's, like, very <laughs> much just... They're all just in jobs. Some of them are higher ranking than the others, but yeah. Constantine doesn't. He's like, yeah, they're more powerful, but I don't—I really don't respect them yeah, much. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's treated... It's it it really works like as as a world.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're really enjoying it, aren't we? I thought we'd have more negative things to say.
0: In the early parts of it, apart from Shia LaBeouf, like the whole thing is kind of pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, pretty soft.
2: So John's dying of cancer. So this is yeah. So are we going to there yet? Or is there something else you want to... Bring no,
1: no, no. That? No, that's... So I don't know if we want to get into this now, but this was the big thing that I had with this whole movie that I find, I found. Is that is that true in the books? Does he have cancer? There's the a books? whole
2: thing of him having lung cancer in the comics. Yeah,
1: because yeah. I mean, I just for me, right, I don't feel it needed it. Right. So everything... So we had a big discussion about it hmm. when we watched it. Like, I don't understand why that was even a plot point at all. Because really, like, we've just described... So before... We just had that big discussion about John's character, which sort of his redemption arc towards the end can all have happened without the cancer. Like you've like all of his sort of his jadedness, his lack of interest, his sort of defeatist is his defeat his defeatism? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that was all true of him before he was diagnosed with cancer and the cancer doesn't really change that and then he, he goes through his arc regardless of the cancer. So why that was a plot point at all, I don't really... Because... Yeah, I don't quite get it. I, I found it.
2: Oh, you go ahead. Oh, I feel like it's one of those things where, because he smokes all the time and that's so important to the character, I feel like maybe that's a trade off where to make a major Hollywood movie about a character who smokes all the time in 2005, you have to show consequences of the smoking. Sure. Yeah. So it feels like maybe that's in there so that they can be like, you know, look, smoking isn't cool. As opposed Destroying. to just him just smoking yeah. all
1: the time. Well, just maybe okay. not make him smoke. I mean, who cares? Oh, that's,
2: that's <laughs> like a.
0: Pivotal part of his character That's like Harrison That's like Indiana Jones without a whip Basically
1: But if you didn't know Like if you didn't know That that was This movie was fresh Mm. If you didn't know That Indiana Jones Had to have a whip Because you didn't You don't read the comics Then why would you you care I
0: I guess But I mean To me I kind of get what Owen's saying Like especially Like you can't really use you can't really have a character smoking cigarettes and then not comment on I kind it. of it get to be, that. It has to be commented on. And so they, they kind of went the other way. Like the very, the introductory shot of Constantine in this film is like this slow motion cigarette drop yeah. where mm. he like drops it out of the car and you hear this like whoosh and you're like, okay, yeah. wow, someone's smoking. It's like, it's, it's his defining trait in a way. But I liked the fact that he was dying of cancer because I just found it interesting that He's a character who knows for a fact that heaven and hell exist. Yeah. He knows for a fact he's going to hell. He knows for a fact he's gonna die in about two months, and so he's just kind of plotting on yeah, but that, doing the same thing. I, I I did kind of appreciate it. I um, I thought it kind of
1: worked. To me, I'm just like, yeah, it does, It didn't add another. It didn't add another angle. It, like it, he was all—all all of those things he was already aware of, and he was already very sort of disenchanted, and can basically mm. die at any point. I mean, the only—I guess—the only time where it maybe added a little bit of a la- of flavor was when he said to the doctor, "I fight all these things, and now this mm. is what's going to kill me." Isn't that kind of ironic? Mm. But it still doesn't have any bearing on the plot or any bearing on his character development at all. I mean, maybe it could have made him go go to god like maybe it could have done it could have done something to his character but it didn't yeah so he could
2: have at least had more physical effects from it because you just see him cough a bunch it doesn't ever hold him back from doing Mm -hmm. his job so (laughs) maybe if it had like actual effects on him as a person yeah
1: even at the end which Mm -hmm. we can we don't have to jump to yet but even at the end when he's cured by it he could have been cured of his self-inflicted wounds yeah and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that in itself wasn't really a plot point. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's when I thought, this is silly. Like, why have it in there at all? Yeah. On a related note, has Keanu Reeves ever coughed in his life?
0: <laughs> like, has the person, has the actor ever all coughed right. before? Or has he just read the Wikipedia page on coughing? Because that is some of the most weird, unrealistic, forced coughing I have ever seen in a movie. It's... It's it's like he it's like the script spelt out the onomatopoeia of coughing, like, <laughs> and he's just tried to read it instead of actually coughing. It's just so jarring. It like, could
2: be like the tenth take though, like having to cough over and over again for any shot. Would the just tenth be take, and that was the best thing. Well, or maybe like the boom kept getting into shot. I don't know, oh. but like, I'm, give him a break. Give, it give just a it was. So... I love Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. I
0: know not... I'm I'm in an uphill battle here with Keanu Reeves, mm. but. The coughing particularly was a bit
2: strange. All right. You don't yeah, like we, his coughing. We, no, we don't okay. have to. That's one <laughs> thing
1: you don't like. And I've already just gone on one rant, so I'm going to hold off my other rant about <laughs> piano. No, in, oh, jump in, into it. Didn't no, stop no. me last time. No, no, no. I, I, I'm happy to wait. All right. um, so so, so then um, we get this. We, we're introduced to pretty much the other lead of the film, which is played by Rachel Weiss. Yep. And, and In fact, if you'd called it Hellblazer... Like you'd almost think that the story was more about her. Like she's she's actually just a bi- pretty or m- well. She's maybe not quite just a bigger character, but she definitely has her own arc mm. and a pretty big, uh, pretty big storyline with and without John. So mm. yeah. she um, she is a cop and her sis. But she has a vision of her twin sister who is in the uh, in a mental hospital who apparently commits suicide by jumping off the roof um and so then she starts investigating her sister's death she can't accept that her sister would kill herself and um and I don't know, and, and then just goes to I, my, my mind's just gone to something like quite political about suicide, which I probably shouldn't go into. But I really it bugs me when characters in life and and in film say she would never kill themselves because mm. I just hate the way suicide victims are portrayed as immoral or like careless towards others. I really mm. really don't like that, but that's well, just my it's own a reason.
0: major plot point in this movie where. The Catholic, where if, if you're a suicide, you go to hell, according to, like, the Catholic version. And she goes to, like, a priest, a Catholic priest early on to get a Catholic funeral. And is like, I'm sorry, she's a suicide. Because this was, like, the, the halcyon days of 2005, where the, where the church had the luxury of, like, not letting people in. <laughs> as opposed to now, where they're, like, Malaysia Airlines. And they're, like... Hey, come! On, just fly with us. Just fly with. You can smoke in the cabin. You can. Do you want to come into the captain's room? You, you, you can throw his hat around. You can wear the hat. You can smoke wherever you want. You can, you want to drive the plane? Catholic
1: church as Malaysia Airlines. I like. Now it. they're
0: just like, oh, you commit suicide? Yeah, just come, just yeah, come, yeah, yeah. just come. Like, yeah, it's 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 weird seeing the Catholic Church being like keeping people out rather than being desperate for new members. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like suicide is a big big part of this movie, yeah. specifically like how it relates to religion and, mm. and so on.
1: So yeah, she um, so she yeah, she starts investigating, um, and it does. It takes her to the priest, and that's when she first bumps in. Well, actually, second time bumps into John, who's there to see Gabriel, who's mm. a, a, a half breed. But you only learn about this. So like you meet Gabriel, you meet a whole other bunch of characters until you 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 don't get John's like explanation of mm. the world until probably literally halfway or if not past halfway of the film where he explains everything to Angela. Mm. But up until then, you're still like, who is who is Gabriel? Like why does she just like she's shown with wings at mm. first, but sort of I don't know. You just it's uh. it's still you. Uh, these were the sort of the points where I'm like. Have I missed something? Like who are these we people?
2: We should point out just how great Tilda Swinton. Oh, is. she's amazing. Like she's so good at playing. Just because she, like she, one of the things that she's well known for is occasionally playing very androgynous characters. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Gabriel is sort of depicted as kind of gender neutral, being an angel. And um, well, yeah, they're, what, they're just, kind of unclear whether it's like meant to be the archangel Gabriel or if or if, if, old, if they're just a, if they're just a half-breed like an a angel. Name. Yeah, if, yeah, if they just took. it I as, think
1: it was meant to be archangel. That's what I, I always like took it as. Yeah, but
2: yeah, but Tilda Swinton does such a good job in this movie. Like yeah. she's just bringing that really kind of magnetic thing that she always has. Mm. And, just, yeah. and you know
1: that British Shakespearean sort of you yes. know that, that 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 weight that they put on yeah. the way. And they speak.
2: all the scenes between her and Constantine are like. I think they're great I love watching them just banter about, and it's in <laughs> about the nature of good and evil And
0: it's in this scene that Tilda gives like My second favourite line in the movie Which is Constantine's talking to Gabriel And is saying you know oh, I've sent this demon back to hell I've sent this demon back to hell Does that get me into heaven? And she's like no it doesn't work that way And then she, she just tells him You're fucked yeah. <laughs> It's just yeah. such a great line because it just seemingly for an angel comes out of nowhere yeah. but again like it just it doesn't feel jarring it feels no. like we're still learning the rules of like the world yeah mm-hmm.
1: so, so good, yeah. i guess
2: yeah well they, they start investigating like um rachel weiss's character Is it angela Angela, Angela is
1: the, There's a lot of Angel references. Yeah. Her name's Angela, and then Chaz's cab is called... is it, On it, it's got Angel Cab on it, which right. might come back later, yeah. but yeah, there's City of Angels Ooh. that they're in, Los Angeles, yeah.
2: Um, the the Angel is investigating, and she sees some like CCTV footage of her sister's mm-hmm. death, which is obviously quite upsetting, And but she hears the word Constantine on there, she tracks him down, they go looking, and there's this sequence where he basically says there's a good way to check if you're... Sister committed suicide. Let's see if she's in hell. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get this thing where Constantine just goes, goes to hell.
1: Yeah. Well, that's before that he, he convinces her. She comes to him. He doesn't believe her. And he lets her go, but then he sees that the... De- so he's been suspecting that something's up because yeah. he's been seeing more and more demons try to come through, and he was attacked by demons. There was that really cool scene of that, like, sort of snake bug demon that attacks yeah. him oh, yeah. too, which is really cool. And he's like, demons are attacking me out in the open. WTF. Like, yeah. um. oh, and at this stage, we've also met, like, his Q guy, like, who's the yeah. guy with all his, like... Um, you know like uh, biblical cue he's yeah. like here's a piece of Moses' yeah. thing here's some holy water from the river Jordan yeah. and all this yeah. stuff that was cool uh, um, and that, that guy's is set up underneath a bowling alley I yeah. think yeah that took so me a, a cool. while to get my head around a lot
0: of this movie is set in and around a bowling alley. Yeah, that's weird. I and this,
1: and that, and and that, um, the the mental hospital. Yeah, hospital. But at least that,
0: that serves a. I, it just seems random for this guy to be in a bowling alley and so many shots to be of the bowling alley. I kind of thought that maybe this was like. A big Lebowski reboot Keanu Reeves <laughs> From just the ke- background <laughs> Keanu Reeves just kept getting attacked by swarms of locusts. So they were just like, well, let's let's ride it in. It's it's a movie about fighting demons now. Because there's a lot of bugs and locusts in this movie as well. Shut
2: the fuck up, Chaz. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so um He needs a hat with corks in it. That that should have been what his cue gave him. Because he just gets like there's flies <laughs> <it's> everywhere. <laughs> like there's a Cooper
1: hat. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah. So, so anyway, he, he she, so she, he manages to be convinced that she, she's connected to somehow to what's going on. And then he sees like, he, he convinces her that these demons attack them, but he, he, he manages to fight against the demons. And then, um, and then, yeah, he has the go to hell scene mm. where he goes to her apartment and this was my favorite bit. This is great. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. 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 So, so Angela has a cute cat called Duke. Who's like grey? One of those. All of the. Whenever you see a cat in TV shows or ads, they're always grey because grey cats are very pretty and like they're they just they have good faces for TV. You know what I mean? So, um, great Duke is a grey cat, and um, and he goes something like. Oh, cats are good. They're already half in and half out. Yeah. And I'm like, as a cat owner, that is true. They are little devils. Yeah. Uh, you agree? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Like, my cat's definitely connected to the underworld. <laughs> and uh, and so then um, John looks... He gets to the cat on his lap and he puts his feet in water and he's like... He does, like, a little stare at the little cat's eyes, mm. little cat's face, and there's, like, a nice close-up. of. I reckon Francis Lawrence is a cat lover. Well, mm, because he, he's an animal lover in general, because all these... So he has that. In I Am Legend, he's got the dog, which is, like, a huge mm. part of the movie. And then in um, in Hunger Games, he also gives quite a lot of screen time to... Um, to um, um, Prim's cat. Oh yeah, so that's like, right. cause yeah, cause she's in the comic, but she she gets quite a lot of screen time in the mm. film as well. I reckon he's a big animal lover. Mm. But anyway, um, yeah. So he uses the cat to cross over to hell. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's cool.
2: What did you think of their depiction of hell?
1: very traditional
2: yeah so mm. it kind of looks like when you see uh footage of uh nuclear f- uh, explosion I going they, through they and they kind based of it yeah they're based like it very that, specifically yeah. on that kind of just that huge rush of wind and fire and it just feels like that constantly going mm.
1: yeah that's awful yeah. but it felt but, but then when they did that sort of cross cut through and mm. you see like this orgy of death and pain yeah, I, mean, yeah, I like yeah. that and yeah. that was very sort of dante's inferno yeah there's like long. different
0: levels of it yeah yeah i was very happy with like a Pretty, pretty same old depiction of hell as what we'd expect. Because so much of the movie is new, that sticking with heaven and hell are still what we know as heaven and hell kind of helped anchor it. Well,
1: what it did was it sort of continued the myth that it was building. Mm. So it, 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 the movie is sort of positing that the things that we see in the Bible really happened, mm. and these characters from the Bible really happened, and therefore the Bible, what the Bible says, heaven and hell is. Mm. Sort of, we need to, you know, is the truth. Mm. So that was kind of cool. Like it, it all remained very, even though the, the, the subject matter was being held in a very irreverent and non-traditional mm. way, all of the underlying mythology was very traditional. Yeah. And, and that was kind of cool about it. So I, I didn't mind it.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I think it worked. And then let's see, he takes, like he finds her in hell.
1: Yes, yep. she is in hell. Yes, because she committed suicide, mm, yeah. technically. So, yeah, so she is there. Um, But she also... And then, yeah, he comes out. Um, I this is
2: one of the things where, because this is very, like... PI influence to kind of film noir style the plot just keeps sort of following point to point where there's like and then we went there but then we decided that wasn't the case so we went over there and then we're in so it just kind of feels very it's a little hard to piece it together when you but it
0: doesn't matter so much because it is like now that you mention it I just realized that one of Raymond Chandler's books is called The Little Sister and it's just it's exactly that so like this woman goes to uh what's his name Philip Marlowe and says can you track down my sister she's gone missing and yeah, instead of being in hell, she's, like, involved with some bad types. But, yeah, it's like, it's so much like one of those Philip Marlowe books. Uh, and, yeah, I think that's, that's why it lacks the exposition. Because in those books, like, you get the exposition when a character... When it makes sense for someone to say what's happening. Yeah. It's very, very similar to this.
1: Yeah. And then I can't really remember what else, so, uh, what then propels them to the next point. But
2: We come up against Gavin Rossdale. Yes.
1: Who's actually surprisingly good. Yeah, he's
2: pretty good. Like, yeah. Um, so the lead singer of Bush, if <laughs> you remember was Bush from the 90s. Ex-Mrs.
1: Uh, Gwen Stefani. Yep. Ex-Mr. Gwen Stefani.
2: Yep. He is a demon in this.
1: Yeah, this really good-looking, sort of suave, dude. fancy
2: suit, yep. twirling a coin but around his But underneath, he's a
1: de- he's a demon. Mm. So yeah, they go to the club. Oh, and Jaimen Hansu is there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a witch doctor. It's
2: Papa Midnight. Papa Midnight. Papa,
1: More so like a voodoo guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
2: he. He's a big character in the comics as right, well. So right. his his club is like a sort of neutral, safe space for angels and demons and anyone hmm. in that world to just. Hang out right cool they don't fight there
1: right because yeah. he makes a lot of comments along the way that i'm neutral i'm neutral and so yeah. he won't help john but with- it's like it's like rick's cafe like yeah
2: he'll, he'll let the vichy
0: in he'll let like the allies in but he secretly like wants to help the allies deep deep down at least in this movie maybe not in the
1: comics. yeah deep, no, deep pretty down. pretty
2: much like he's, yeah, he always like when, when it comes down to yeah. it, he's like, yeah, hell's probably not such a good thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, um, anyway, so, so they go to visit him to get told he wants to use the chair. I don't know if this is before or after the thing. Another plot that's happening underneath is, um, this, is he a priest dude or like a, um, the, the guy that fat, can't drink fat priest, the yeah. fat priest dude who he keeps. Getting the actor's like,
2: name is Pruitt Taylor Vince, so <laughs> we don't have to call him Fat Priest.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> that's part of his character. <laughs> he's in stuff though. I've seen yeah, that. he's, he's that, a like a He's things. like a character he's an actor. Identity
2: and stuff. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So he um he's been like seeing things, but I felt like that particular plot line kind of fell flat like i didn't quite understand how that connected to many like ultimately you know how
0: you know how it's uh, i said you're fucked is my second favorite line in the movie he had my favorite line in the movie which is so uh, he's in the opening scene uh or the exorcism scene yeah uh and he kind of he's the one that sort of tipped constantine off to it and he reveals that he's really nervous and he thinks he feels like there's some greater threat or he feels like really shaken and constantine's like yeah buck up stay, stay strong and, you know, call me if anything happens. And then one, one you see him, like, sip from a flask a few yeah. times. So he's obviously kind of hitting it hard. And then, he, yeah, he goes to the morgue to follow up on the uh, Angie's sister. Mm. And... I th- he sees. Oh, he he starts having an experience where these symbols start to appear. Yeah. He freaks out and runs to the bottle shop, and he starts like, oh no! So he pulls his flask out, but nothing comes out into his mouth. Mm. And he runs to a bottle shop and starts smashing bottles and trying to drink them. That was and cool and nothing comes out. Mm. It was a really, it was a really cool scene because he's obviously being like demonically haunted. Mm. And he he can't drink anything, and you just see the liquid <clears throat> kind of like hovering there. And then it gives my favorite line in the movie, which is he says what kind of place is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it, was so, fr- it was a prank bottle shop. He was so frazzled. Instead of yeah. being like, holy shit, Like mysterious symbols are appearing on my arm and like some supernatural shit is going down and there's a demon over there. It's like, what kind of place is this? Yeah. And then like, he gets a corkscrew and like scours a symbol into his arm yeah. and, then, and then dies. And it turned mm-hmm. out that he died of like, either drowning or alcohol poisoning but yeah. he he thought that no liquid was going in but then you see he him was and like in liquid yeah. Liquid yeah.
1: Yeah. Himself,
2: yeah yeah that's kind of a partially reference there's a pretty cool sequence in the comics where um it's like famine as in like the the horseman of the apocalypse famine is doing something is kind of messing around with people someone actually is like starving is trying to eat like he's just constantly eating and they're like breaking to a restaurant and just eating all the food in front of everyone and they starve to death while stuffing their face so it's yeah, kind right. of a, a sort of a nod so I, to that yeah. I
0: read in the tri- IMDB trivia that apparently that was what was written in the script first right so like, he was gonna get skinnier and skinnier and skinnier but instead they went with the, the, the alcoholism
2: yeah. yeah but it just creates such a cool visual just that thing where you know he's trying to pour the bottle in his mouth yeah. come out, and then he drops the, when he leaves the bottle on the shelf then it all is, the then yeah. Yeah. coming out yeah it is
1: really cool yeah. so he dies and then that kind of links to um constantine explaining the the, the mythos of the world to yeah. angela like some i've been able to see like heroes uh, demons and angels since i was a kid and you know there are some that it, they're they're half breeds there are people mm. in this world who are half demon half half angel and i can see them and but
0: it's like the cold war like heaven and hell are like russia and the u.s and neither of them are allowed to, like, overtly meddle in Earth, but they both kind of secretly Everything do. Everything is and... the Cold War to you. But no, Everything was... is
1: the Cold War. But That's... they say
0: detente. Like, they... It's specifically set up where it's, like, heaven and hell made an agreement where they're not going to openly, like, go to war on Earth, but their little half breed agents are allowed to, like, whisper in people's ears and kind of persuade one way or the other and kind of use Earth as a bit of a, a, a chessboard. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So then... um so, yeah, he, he gets her and, and, and she gets on board with it. And then they go looking for something, but that's when she gets captured. They go looking for... Oh, he goes and kills Balthazar. Because Balthazar <laughs> kills the his friend. And then they go looking for Balthazar. And he kills Balthazar. The
2: bathtub sequence happened before that, too? Yeah, this... Oh,
1: yeah. yeah sorry, this is... Yeah. So then he... he, he uh, yeah. So after he explains the world to her, she he she goes. I want to. I see it too. I mm. I used to see it when I was a little kid. But I I abandoned my sister when she mm. said that she did. And now I want to know for the, the truth. So she she gets sent to hell as well. Mm.
0: Um, yeah. Like how the Matrix has bullet time. Constantine kind of has like suicide time, where <laughs> you either like hell commit time. suicide or like try and kill someone else. And then at the moment where you're about to kind of die then time slows down and you like can access different planes yeah so that's what he does to her in the bathtub
1: and then so she she gets a glimpse of hell but then comes back and then he's like okay i believe you or whatever and yeah then they go then they find that the guy's dead they go find belt they go to oh no before this um she's gone to um he calls this at this point does his q mate get killed as well yeah, this is when they it. find this is when they find that it's Mamon that's yeah. behind everything who is satan's son the second demon or something like mm. that so he's actually all like he's doing Antichrist that's sort of thing. kind of yeah kind of doing the sort of um who's th- sort of the big bad of this mm. of this story or one of the big bads and then um So they they find them that they go and kill Balthazar because, um, Balthazar has been, um, who was the demon when Balthazar dies and is like, I did as your bidding, I brought her to, is he talking to my mom? No, he's
2: talking to Gabriel. Oh that's Gabriel. Cuz yeah, Gabriel we, was a big Yeah, puller. like we uh, don't know as right. the audience mm-hmm. at that point that it's Gabriel but yeah. cuz you just see someone in a hood. Yes. But then later that's yeah that Gabriel's sort of orchestrating it all. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah I uh, knew Gabriel was sort of part of it I didn't realize that was them then. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. So then that yeah she gets that's when she gets
2: captured. captured
1: by I guess Gabriel. Oh and by the way the sort of destiny's been found and this mm. uh this uh dude has it. Yeah. And he's going to the same place to the to the hospital, which mm. that where there's a big bath. The hospital's jacuzzi. The hospital's jacuzzi. I, it's a it's a therapy bath. Yeah, I'm sure, for sure. Like physical therapy for people who you know is recovering. Or just to chill out. Just to chill out with a couple of cocktails at the mm. end of a long shift. No, shoot. no, it's for people who've like had spinal injuries or whatever. Mm. They've got to learn how to walk again in the water. Yeah, maybe meet someone. Maybe get a chat going on. I feel like you're
2: mischaracterizing the (laughs) the nature of the hospital jacuzzi. It's definitely not a jacuzzi. There are no bubbles. There are no water jets. There are plenty
0: of bubbles. Yeah, but
2: that's that's established that that's a hell thing because that's also happening in the saucepan with the tea. Ooh, lovely hell bubbles. It's
1: probably nice and warm too from the hell, but Yeah. yeah.
2: So I guess any body of water becomes a jacuzzi When you make it a conduit to hell Because hell's very warm
1: Damn straight, so, that's the way it should be
2: Okay, so have we reached an, an, a, a detente On <laughs> <laughs> on the nature of this oh. <laughs> of this thing Am I, I Papa Midnight at this agree. successfully?
1: I suppose Alright, there we go Anyway, so then they go So he goes to find, I don't know he, So we're so sort to, of coming up to yeah, the big climax Yeah, the big climax is the end
2: Yeah, he goes and suits up uh, He Oh yeah, he um just because they've run out of characters who can tell him what's going on they do the electric chair sequence where he just oh, gets yes. a big psychic vision of everything that's going on that's and goes, right. oh great now i know where they are and what's going on so then they suit up and make a bunch of yeah. cool weapons yeah. uh Chaz gets to drop some knowledge because he's been uh wanting to be mm. involved the whole time so shia labeouf says something yeah he about...
1: comes back into the movie basically. yeah he's
2: yeah. just like oh i'm back and he says take me along john and they do and he's just, all right, fine. And they, yeah, they, yeah. they go to the hospital to fuck shit up. Now,
1: there's all these demons hanging out at the hospital, which yeah. I don't really know what they're doing there. Yeah. And there's, a, there's actually a cameo by an actress called Michelle Monaghan, who mm. you might recognize from different things. And I was like, is that Michelle Monaghan when I was watching it? And it turns out it was. And she played a whole... She was this demon who was sleeping with John. Like the whole, like oh, she had a whole subplot. She they had cut a whole out. subplot. Right. They cut out, so that's mm. why she gets a line, and that's why ah. she is, um, yeah, she, she's got that one scene. Mm. Yeah. So and she's like a well-known actress, so it was interesting. Yeah. But um, so they're, they're
2: meant to be there as guards, basically, but they're not really doing anything except just waiting around. And I guess yep. they're not going to act unless he attacks them.
1: So this is when they do the thing that we said Blade should have done. Yeah, which yes. is put holy water <laughs> in the Sprinkle in the sprinkler system. system and then get him. So that's what happens. Yeah, he. John is very smart and that's how he fights them. And again,
0: I love the way they turned it holy. Like it wasn't a big plot about getting a priest and talking about God. It was Shia LaBeouf just like shoots a hole in the top of the water tank and then just shoves this rudely like shoves this crucifix in there. And it's like done. Yeah. It's like, yeah, again, it's just like kind of like spy movie.
1: It reminds me of um, a guy, this weird person that I, I used to work with uh, at, an old, at an old job. Um, he was quite unpleasant pleasant and weird but um he once um he he had this friend out in like near Bendigo and he swore that like he had he had access to holy water that there's a spring outside Bendigo yeah. and that you could go and get holy water and he would bring it back to work for us in little vials and he's like oh I've been to Bendigo here's your holy water and I was like no, that's okay I can <laughs> deal with that but he would like I take water thank yeah, you. yeah 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 he could take it and he was like it's holy it's like really good it's like really good for you put it in your tea or whatever hmm. Um, I'm like no, that's okay anyway there are people out there who believe that there is holy water Springs in Bendigo. that's all I'm saying so then he he uh, uh, they find um, uh, Angela has now been possessed by Mamon mm. who wants to bring her back because he needs like a um, he needs a powerful powerful,
2: psychic. powerful mm. psychic
1: and he needs the hand of God to help yep. which is Gabriel
2: yeah
1: like they that that was that role that that she was playing mm. um, in that uh, Chaz dies in a yes. bit that Kyle had to replay for happiness.
0: I replayed it a couple of times and then endlessly in my own head. <laughs> Chaz gets, Sheila Booth just has this like moment of like, John's like, Yes, Shea, I do love you or whatever, I do accept you. And mm-hmm. then Sheila Booth like stumbles backwards and then he just gets slammed against the roof. Then the floor Then the roof Then the floor Then the roof Then the floor (laughs) It's just like It's kind of like Hulk slamming Loki At the end of the adventure It's like Boom 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 And then he's like Dead I was like (laughs) I like to think That that was Jesus Doing that That's just my (laughs) own interpretation But I like to think That was I now believe
1: in a benevolent God. That was old
0: JC Just coming into the movie Just to smack (laughs) sheer And it's like Perfect (laughs) cover But yeah She is gone And it's just down to old Old uh Oh J.C. John Constantine.
1: Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. There you
2: go. So they, uh, he, he basically can't do anything at that point. Like he's screwed.
1: Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> when that's when he goes. I summon the and he uses his little, oh, yeah. his little hand um, tattoos to summon yeah. Gabriel, and Gabriel yeah. finally comes and they have their like it was me all along. Ha yeah. ha ha. She pushes him away. She gets the knife. She's about to extract Mamon from uh, from Angela, who's mm. lying there. And so yeah, to stop yeah. it, um, John. Commit suicide again to, to, yeah. to, to sacrifice himself. Yeah.
2: So there's a thing that there's a bit of there's an exposition line fairly early about they've always said they always said you're the one soul that Satan would come up to or that Lucifer would come to collect himself. Yeah. And um, so then we get this is hands down my favourite depiction on screen of Lucifer slash Satan really? ever. Wow. I, Al Pacino. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, even better than <laughs> Al Pacino in Devil's Advocate. Just, I I really love it's Peter Stormare yeah. from you might know him from. Or the Big Lebowski to, to go with the, the yeah. reboot thing. Um, he's so creepy, and he's in like just this really crisp white suit, but then he has tar just dripping yeah, off. his Yeah, that's really feet gross. Good look. Sk- Such a cool visual, and he's just creepy. Like he's just got that weird vibe about him all the time.
0: A little bit Jokery, almost. A little bit, yeah, yeah. A
2: little bit Heath Ledger Joker. Um, I, I I do really like this. Yeah, yeah saying. I think it's a cool uh, cool take on it.
0: Just having him be in one scene at the very end, rather than. Like Keanu shaves and then closes his mirror And then you just see Peter Stomar Like <laughs> spring up for a second Or, or like, you know, like a, he, Keanu looks up on the street And then Peter is standing there In a white suit and a bus goes past And he's yeah, gone, like, gone. Like, Yeah, there's none of that it's just Keanu Reeves doing normal stuff, and at the very end, like Satan comes up to taunt him, and it's just a great little self-contained yeah. scene. It's, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. Good. And
1: this was one of the scenes that I remember because I'd seen this at the end. Like this is I'd caught pretty much from like the the pretty much from the holy water scene on. I think was when I, what I'd caught for real. So I kind of knew the, this great ending yeah. that was coming. So yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, he he had they have this little these little um. You know, tete-a-tete. Mm. And he goes, well, your son's in there like with Gabriel and they've fucking got the skewer of destiny and you mm. better go in there and have a look for yourself. Which I love is- the
2: idea that Lucifer has just not even been paying attention. That yeah. He's just like, uh, like, oh, shit, this has been going on behind <laughs> my back. Absentee father. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they're just like, they're God and the devil have probably just got their own shit going on. Yeah. And then suddenly... And like John's
1: like, by the way, your son's in uh, the a Yeah, you got to take yeah. care
2: of this. Yeah. And so, yeah, then, then Satan goes in and takes care of business great
0: showdown between satan and gabriel yeah where satan wants to stop uh the apocalypse for like his own ends so he goes to like put a stop to it and gabriel who wants to like usher in the apocalypse because she thinks that god is too
2: well, kind i yet. didn't he
1: quite get gabriel's, gabriel's s- intention. To, like, I didn't... To,
2: they, they, they kind of explain that they want to bring about the apocalypse to they say that humans are not deserving of god's mm. love that they get given this beautiful gift that they can get into heaven all they have to do is repent mm. and so gabriel says that by bringing by bringing in the apocalypse then the suffering that you endure mm. will make you worthy of the gift you've been given yeah. like the ones who survive and who actually do uh have faith through that will be will deserve god's love
1: yeah it kind like of worked enough. for me yeah, yeah. I I just didn't find I just didn't quite get it when she was talking like I was like what do I what like
2: uh, yeah but I know when you
1: explain it I I mean I do get that I guess I just didn't really get why but it's cool
2: and then yeah so then Gabriel goes to well, does a nice little thing where they they list a bunch of the the things that Satan has been called in various texts like most unclean and little horn and Stormara has this great line of oh I do miss the old names yeah (laughs) and Gabriel Uh, goes to punch him in the face I like that
0: Gabriel's motivation was more sort of philosophical rather than like, I'll pull this off, and then when they're all distracted by the apocalypse, I'll steal God's gold or something (laughs)
2: like that. Keep an eye out for Constantine 2, the search for God's gold. (laughs)
0: I'll steal Jesus' gold. Uh, But yeah, it's like, I I kind of liked her motivation. And it, it had to be either philosophical or political, where she's like, I'll do this, and then I can become the king of hell, or something like yeah. that. But you know, it, it it really worked for me. And then, yeah, as as Owen said, like she goes to or she goes to punch Satan in the face, and then like. Her hand freezes. She mm-hmm. can't touch him. And Satan has some catty line about how then, yeah. looks like he doesn't have your back anymore yeah. or something like that. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's great. And then so 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 he 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 saves Angela basically because he casts Mammon back to hell. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's and right, then right. he goes. He's like, cool. I'm gonna go back and get John now. So he goes yeah. back to get John. And John's like, I oh, love. He's, he's got
2: this real like. Uh, you helped me. Now I owe you something. Kind of attitude. Yeah. Like, uh, what do you want? That's
0: <laughs> such a that's such a classic Satan. That's perfect. Like, yeah, it's yeah, always making bargains, always yeah. making deals. Like, yeah. I I really like that. But even touch. like
1: when when I just even the scene where like he's trying to light his cigarette and mm. he's like, yeah, your tendons don't work because you cut too hard. Let me yeah. help you. And then he's a dick about helping you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ooh, it's but then so he great. actually
0: does light the cigarette. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's, it's such they have such a great interplay. Like they're only together for about ten minutes at most, yeah. but then all of it you're just like, these guys have been aware of each other for like thirty years yeah. or whatever. Like you you buy it totally yeah, yeah. And
2: those are the kind of things that I would have loved to have seen a franchise come out of this just to get more of that. Yeah. Just sort to of have stuff. more things with yeah.
1: And then and then so it tries to drag him to hell. Mm. Yep. But he can't. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Because Constantine said, like, he didn't say, say, give me an extension on my life or anything. He said, save... Uh, save Isabel. Save Isabel, yeah. send her to heaven. And, and and there's no great big, you know, uplifting sequence where you get to see her soul saved or anything. Mm. You just see Satan kind of twitch his head a bit. And, and guess, then he goes, it's done. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then then because he sacrificed himself, mm-hmm. God... Tries to bring he him. He finally to goes.
1: To, tries to go to heaven, and he, he then flips the bird to yeah. Satan as yeah. he's going to heaven, which is another great thing. But then that's when Satan gets annoyed and put, and grabs him, says, "No, you don't get to die yet. I want you to. You you'll be mine." I'll just let you live longer until you sin again, basically. Yeah,
2: you'll fuck Uh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So he rips the cancer out of him. But again, like, he could have just repaired the wrist sets and he would have been fine. So I didn't quite understand anyway. If he had died, if he'd laid dying from the cancer and not split his wrists, like, slit his wrists, then Mm. that would have been... The whole... The cancer would have had a point. The cancer had no point, is my point. But anyway. Um, So then... Yeah, rips out the cancer from his lungs, and he's alive again, yep. and lets him live. So Satan saves Constantine's life, yep. so that he can they can fight another day. Yeah. And uh, yeah,
2: now the very last scene, I know, I don't care for.
1: <laughs> it's, which is the one? Still we... on the
2: rooftop. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, and and they kind of have a thing. I like that they don't kiss; like they almost kiss, and then they and then and then they don't, and she just leaves. I, I like that. But I really hate there's a little bit of voiceover that yeah. you don't need. It's unnecessary. You just know that was added in. Oh, absolutely. What was it? I can't even remember. Like, I guess he really does have a plan for all of this. Yeah, like, yeah like, actually... and then you see him pop a stick of gum into his mouth. You think he's getting out a cigarette, and then he pops a stick of gum yeah. into his mouth, which is
1: kind of like, cool. Yeah. I no, guess it's alright I don't know I didn't mind that but yeah it's just just hate the
2: it, voiceover and yeah.
1: then there's a f- end of there's an, an end of um credit scene where Shia LaBeouf becomes a, a, oh, an angel
2: I forgot that existed I didn't watch that on no, the no I didn't watch it either but
1: yeah he flies off he, so yeah. Shia is an angel now so, I just want to say, um, we didn't really go, go into it today, but I, which is good. And I, I just want to say, there have been lots of times where we've said a, f- a few times, wasn't that interplay between him, and you know, Keanu, and his ex really good? Wasn't that, wasn't that interplay between... And I just want to say, Keanu gets a lot of flack for not being a very good actor. And look, he's not the world's greatest actor. But damn it, if he gets the job done, yeah. the man knows how to be... He does what he's required, and mm-hmm. he never, like... He never drops the ball completely uh, And even even in Dracula. his it, But even no. in that That's not his fault That movie was a dog anyway mm, yeah. So like I can't think Yes he's Yes he's a bit wooden in it But that's not the reason That movie is a flop It's okay. not I'll, I'll agree I, I think he's good in certain life. Like I love John Wick He's great in John
0: Wick He's great in everything I, I just think there was a bit of a mismatch. I don't think he was good for the role. I, I, think, I, I, like, I might take I was, that. I was reading like Diane DB and apparently like they'd considered Mel Gibson or, and Kevin Spacey and actors like that for mm. it. And no, I just I'm thought, not. yeah, maybe, maybe not. But it just made me think of like more of a PI kind of looking guy. I like more like grizzled. Like
1: Joel or something oh, like no, that. I was
0: thinking like. You know, like, Jack Nicholson in Chinatown. Or someone who looks like a slob with, like, a... You're such an old man.
1: All of your references are, like, what a 50-year-old man Why
2: didn't they cast Spencer Tracy?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, someone with a bit of stubble on it. Like, you know, like, so Rick what... from... You know, like, like those classic film noir films. Like, like, uh... Like even Ryan Gosling or something could do it. Yeah, but, uh, someone just a, a bit scruffy, a bit unkempt. Someone who looks like he's been smoking and drinking, like, Why every day fan-casting? for fan casting?
2: My ideal Constantine has always been Johnny Lee Miller. I oh, reckon because yeah. a he's actually English. Mm. He's he can he can be blonde. We've seen him be mm. blonde in spotting, amongst other things. That's kind of a really bleached blonde, but whatever. Mm. Um, and I feel like he can embody that attitude really well. And now since since then, he's been in Elementary mm. and kind of been like mm. an investigator, or in even you and McGregor. Ewan McGregor would be great. I'd love it. I feel like he's a bit too nice. Yeah, There's something about a bit Johnny nice. Lee Miller that I feel like he could really pull off he's that a bit kind dirty. of. I, I just that real world weary hate everyone but still doing it. Even, the even
1: right though he's thing. not blonde, maybe like Clive Owen.
2: Clive Owen could do it. Clive yep. Owen would be a good.
0: Yeah, yep. he, he, yeah, that is that is sort of what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Look,
1: I know I, I, kind looks, of you, looks I kind of agree with you. Someone who looks world
0: weary rather than just kind of numb.
1: I agree with you about like maybe Keanu wasn't quite right for this role, but in general, I won't hear anything bad about him because yeah, I just I'm on that
2: train as well. I just
1: I just have such love for him. Everyone who's ever worked with him says that he's the nicest I'm not person. He's a no, bad no, guy. no, I know. But this, I'm just I'm just telling you how much I love him, right? Mm. So he was he was Ted, right? Mm. So first of all, he was Ted then he was in parenthood which is incredible then he's like then he was neo right so and then he was john wick and in between that he's done what he was in point break like he was in he is a legend oh and hello speed like (laughs) he's a freaking legend and everyone who's ever worked with him has said he is by far the nicest person who has ever lived yeah. he gives all his money to charity and to the crew he's known for that he, has, he had a fucking terrible personal life in the last 20 years mm. his sister died his partner had a, had a miscarriage and then I think she died like he had all this awful stuff happen to him and, and like he's beloved by everyone who's ever worked with him like Sandra Bullock who is the nicest person in the world says that he is the nicest person in the world so if she says that you've got to believe it don't ever say anything bad about PRA. It's,
2: it's called show business, not friend
0: business.
1: I don't care.
2: But for him, it's both. <laughs>
1: but for him, it's That's both. That's
2: what we're saying. And, and see, sorry. no. Oh, well, I, yeah, I, ideally, like on paper, I don't think he's a good casting for the role of Constantine but I love watching him in this movie even though he's playing a very different version of the character and it's because he is just the yeah. nicest human being in the and, world and, we don't and deserve Keanu Reeves
1: jo- and he gets the job done but I don't like, think he really got the job no, done I think, does. I think he did I think yeah. ultimately like when he's when he had to be like and like you know he did he did that sort of like laconic sort of like fucking Jesus like he does that really well like all those scenes early on when he's checking the thing like he does it like he he embodies the right the right tone in the right moments and maybe he was a bit miscast like mm-hmm. as from from a look and but but i still don't think i don't think he i don't think there's anything wrong with him and most of the films he's in that are really bad aren't bad because of him they're bad because the movie's bad in general like the devil's advocate or
2: i haven't seen or, seven samurai <laughs> oh the
1: is that what it's called or oh, no um is that what it's Not taught? seven samurai, oh,
2: like forty. Forty-seven, oh, 47 Ronin. Yeah. Sorry, what? I have seen Seven Samurai. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different movie.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's made up for a lot for everything for John Wick. Like yeah. that movie has brought him back big yeah. time because yeah. that is so good. Yeah. Anyway, he's so, like the Liam Neeson's. <laughs> he's having a Liam Neeson's <laughs> yeah.
2: resurgence. Definitely. Uh, I think I think that's basically it. Yeah. I would say check this movie. Oh yeah, I'll rate the villains. Play. Well,
1: yeah, we sort of talked about it. Right. It,
2: it works. It almost—they almost succeed. They re, they get real Who's close. Who's they?
1: Mammon and, and Gabriel. Mammon, like, Gabriel. Yeah. yeah, they
2: get real close to their goal, and they pretty much—it was only right at the last second that they. Yeah. That they and lose. it was
1: really only Satan that could stop them. Yeah, and if pretty you
2: look
0: solid at plan. Ultimate bad guy is Satan. His plan, I think, is very good. Just wait for Constantine to. He's just always going to be there. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. He's got time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Good, good plans.
0: <laughs> you know what really worked is the fact that because I, I think there's just a bit too much gunplay in this. It's a bit when when Keanu Reeves is swinging around that golden like crucifix gun, splattering demons everywhere. I'm like, it's a bit a bit too matrixy. But yeah, at the end he defeats he he just outsmarts them. He doesn't like have to shoot like a I I can't yeah. It's not like Mammon kind of. Became born and then sort of bubbled up into a huge monster. Yeah, and the fact Keanu that that it me- it shoot it like five times when it glowed yeah. in the forehead and with his special gun, like none of that happened. Which it was is just awesome. he outwitted them and then mm. that was it. And like, then
1: use Satan to, yeah, he was like, The only thing I can do now is get, yeah, Satan just playing involved.
0: them off against each other using his head. That's it ended that way and that was that really made the movie. I think yeah. if it ended And that's
2: pure concept. Yeah, like yeah. that's actually very accurate to the character. That's exactly what it does. There's a thing in the comics where he uh, walks out of hell because he's managed to do various different deals and bargains and there's like three major lieutenants of hell who all technically have a claim on his soul. Mm. And so he basically says you have to have a three like a three faction war in hell mm. to claim me. Or you can let me leave, and they basically all have to just let him walk out, and it's that exact kind yeah, of yeah. It's right. like a lot of
0: a lot of bluffing.
2: He outwits of, everyone. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. that's how you got to do it. I mean, it's that <laughs> classic song, "The Devil Went Down to Georgia." If you want to beat the devil, you got to do it. Play it on his terms, <laughs> and you got to just you got to you, you can't just beat them with brute force or anything. You got to you got to play their little games and just be better than them at playing the fiddle, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic because in that song, the fiddle is actually a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a fan theory about that song once. Uh huh.
0: That the devil actually ultimately won. Because mm-hmm. you know, the song is about this guy who bets his soul against the devil, yeah. saying, you know, we'll, we'll both play well, the fiddle. Well, he was fiddle.
1: looking for a make a deal.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll he was in a bind the... and he was yeah. <laughs> way
2: behind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we'll both play the fiddle, whoever plays it best. Like, if, if, if I lose, then you get my soul. And mm. if I win, I get, I don't know. I get
1: free. He's free. Yeah.
0: He's like, yeah. Uh, but. You know, and he the, the mortal wins, and then goes on his way. And they're saying that if the devil won, then the guy could have still repented, and he would have realized, shit, I'm in deep. He could have possibly got salvation. But because the devil allowed him to win, he's going to go on his way, thinking that he beat the devil, and it's going to feed his pride so much that he ends up like sinning so much. But that the he devil goes to hell didn't anyway. allow him to win. But that's the theory. The theory is that the devil allowed him to inf- to feed his pride because pride is a sin. Rather than make him lose and humble him and bring him towards God.
1: Well, even if the devil didn't allow him to win, he could still he could still have those feelings of pride, I suppose. Like just be, mm. the the allowing isn't actually a yeah okay.
2: I'm not really up on the Charlie Daniels universe, so <laughs> I don't really have much to contribute to the fan theory of Devil Went Down to Georgia you discussion. Flash version either.
1: <laughs> yeah. which is just another layer. What I will
2: say is thank you for listening to tonight's camera action. Um,
0: just quickly, has anyone seen the Constantine TV show?
2: I saw the first couple of episodes I didn't care for it Oh, okay Because yeah. I haven't seen
0: it But this kind of got me interested Oh, okay but should, should we read the I comics Rather than I reckon check out the, the comics Yeah, but I've really... read a couple of them but... Yeah
2: mm. I felt like the, the TV show Was missing uh, some energy It doesn't feel like it really Knows what it, story it's telling It got cancelled though, didn't it? It did, yeah Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay,
1: well, uh, that that uh, that brings us to the end of this episode. And uh, thanks for listening. Um, you can hear me on 3MBS 103.5 FM or online, uh, 3MBS.org.au. I present Arts Weekly on uh, Saturday mornings. And I would love to hear from you and support local radio.
2: I am an improviser. You can see me in regular shows at The Improv Conspiracy in Melbourne. Uh, go to improvconspiracy.com to find out more details.
0: Uh, and my other podcast is... Uh, On Australian history, uh, you can get that at LastUpToNowhere.com
1: Cool. Well, I hope that neither of you guys go to hell. Thank you. Thanks. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Uh, You're welcome.
2: You you too, of course. Oh,
1: thanks. That that was a bit hesitant. Mutual. That was a bit (laughs) hesitant. You know,
2: like I guess it's fine if you don't go to hell. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.